John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. It's uh, it's good to be here. Sunday night, we're at it again. Going to talk about violence. Okay, going to talk about some fighting stuff. Um, but yeah, let's uh, wait for some people to get here to the stream. We'll be able to field some questions and comments and stuff as we uh, get through this. Um, but yeah, let's do it. There's only two things in this life that make it worth living. That's you soon good and firm feeling women. I don't need my name in the marquee lights. I got my song and I got you with me tonight. Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love. Let's go to Luke and by Texas. Waylon and Willie and the boys. This successful life we're living's got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys. Between Hayward's pain songs, Newberry's train songs, blue eyes crying in the rain. Out in Luke and Bike, Texas, ain't nobody feeling no pain. So baby, let's sell all your diamond rings, buy some boots and faded jeans and go away. It's cold and ties choking me, in your high society you cry all day. We've been so busy keeping up with the Joneses, four car garage and we're still building on. Maybe it's time we got back. To the basics of love. Let's go to Luke and Bach, Texas, Waylon and Willie and the boys. This successful life we're living's got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys. Hank Wayne's pain songs, Newberry's train songs, and blue eyes crying in the rain. Out in Luke and Bach, Texas, ain't nobody feeling no pain. Yeah. Oh, man. What's up, dudes? Okay, let's uh, let's see what's up. So, yeah, man, learn to fight. We need to learn how to fight. We're going to go over some, uh, some fight videos a little bit. And we're going to be like street fight videos. Okay, because there's a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of you all are like, ah, I don't need to learn how to fight. I don't need to know anything. I can handle myself if I get mad and angry and whatever. You don't know, bro. I'll go zero to 60 and I'm, you know, you're not. <laughs> but, okay, there's a lot of excuses why you can't start training and learning how to fight also. And we're talking like self-defense. We're not talking about sport. Although the, the principles apply the same. So they're very similar, okay? Um, the first thing that everybody needs to know about fighting is, uh, you need to have situational awareness. That's the number one rule in, in fighting. It's the number one skill and number one thing everybody has to develop and have. You need to know where you're at, who's around you, what's going on all the time. You need to need, need to be aware. You need to know if you're walking down the street at three in the morning and you know, you've know you been drinking and there's drunk people out 
and it's dark and whatever and there's no street lights and there's nobody around you need to be high alert you need to not be in those situations you need to have friends with you you need to carry your concealed carry if you have one uh, and you better know how to handle yourself if you're going into a bad situation uh, some people may feel that you know i'm out of shape i'm fat whatever i'm small it's pointless for me learning how to fight well not all fighting is physical it's not what it, the only thing is about it's not all about just physical shit. you need to have a mental understanding of your surroundings and what's going on and situational awareness will keep you out of fights okay there's no reason for you to actively look for fights if you want to fight people if you're trying to fight people join a gym join a gym where you can actively spar on a regular basis and and maybe take an amateur fight maybe maybe work to turn pro if you're if you're trying to fight people if you think you need to fight somebody if you need to punch somebody if you need to get hit in the face join a gym and do it for real go go get a sanctioned bout go get a sanctioned event go do a grappling competition something that's uh regulated looked over so that one you're not going to get killed or messed up badly and two you're not going to get sued and financially ruined or thrown in jail okay so lose the attitude of like i'm a tough guy i gotta prove something no you don't you need to avoid fights at all costs it's not worth it I've, I've left bars, I've left places because I did not feel um, like the energy was right. It, it was off. Like this place doesn't feel good. I, I don't want to be here. I don't need to be here. I've got other stuff to do. I don't, I don't need to get in a fight with people. I don't need to get in arguments with anybody. I don't care. There's nothing here that important to do uh, for me to, to risk that. I like being free. I like doing what I want to do. I like having money. I don't need to get sued. I don't need to be in jail. I don't need to get stabbed or shot. It's stupid. It's pointless. Your ego and your pride, you know, with, with that Dave Chappelle skit, you know, when keeping it real goes wrong, like it's always going to go wrong. You're trying to get into street fights, right? So situational awareness is the first key. Uh, and and the, the next part of that is, is avoidance. Okay. Understand what's going on around you, who's around you, and you need to be avoiding confrontations if you don't need to be involved in them. Uh, leaving is always the best option. Not being there in the first place is a great option. If you know that there's going to be, you know, political demonstrations and, and Tifa is going to be there clubbing people with, with hammers and bats and skateboards and throwing cans of food, like why be there? Oh, I have a, I have a right to whatever. Like you don't need to be there. You don't need to be there. It's not gonna look. It's not gonna go well for you because even if you defend yourself and you beat them up, they're like politically uh, taken care of, right? They get bailed out by politicians and movie stars and stuff. So situationally aware that things are probably gonna go bad for you if you beat up or knock out somebody from Antifa, even if they deserve it, even if they attacked you first, it's probably not worth it. Avoidance. It's the number one best policy. Avoidance. Okay, uh, and if you can't avoid. A, a circumstance you need to learn de-escalation it's like a jedi mind trick because human uh behavior people people match energy so if if somebody's coming at you hot and heavy because they're upset about something there's a good chance that if you 
raise your energy to meet them, they're, they're gonna, you're gonna fight, it's gonna be a fight. Um, so, you know, deflecting them and, and disarming them with, with, uh, with your soft words, kind of not, not meeting, meeting their energy in a, in a, in a violent way, you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches. Uh, some examples and ways to do this are, um, what I call, uh, agree and amplify, right? You disagree with them. Yes, you're right. You know, somebody gets mad at you, you stepped on their shoe, you look at his girl's ass, um, you know, you cut them off, whatever, or, or you didn't even do anything wrong. They just think that you did something wrong or they're looking for trouble. You need to agree and amplify whatever their message is. They're calling you uh, a stupid idiot. You say, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm the biggest, stupidest idiot ever. I'm really stupid. I, I didn't take my meds or whatever. I, uh, I'm autistic. I have Asperger's, whatever. Just agree with them, amplify it, make it even worse. And you'll see their attitude usually change. They may say more things about you, insult you some more, but they, they go from fight to a lot of times confusion or you, you deflate their aggression, you deflate their anger. Um, that's usually the best way to go is, is to take that away from them. Uh, oh, I saw a good video the other day, Bass Rudin put it up. I think I was talking about similar thing about, about uh, you know, deflection and, and diffusing the situation. And he was talking about, you know, a story of a guy who had somebody start a fight with him. The guy threw a punch. He ducked the punch, hit the guy. The guy got knocked out, fell over, and on his way down to the pavement, hit his head on something and died. The guy did like six, 10 years, six years, I think, it, for, for manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter. That's a serious thing that could happen to you, right? Going out and having fistfights with people. You're better off not engaging at all. Uh, so, like little tricks that he was talking about were, you know, if the guys, uh, count, you know, he's going over some common, common situations of people, you know, who are looking for beef will bring up, you know, what are you looking at? Who are you looking at? Give them a compliment. It's like, Oh, your shirt, man. It's a nice shirt. You're put together well tonight. Awesome. It's good to see gas them up a little bit. They may, they may still say something under the breath at you thinking that they, they, you know, that's an ego pump. So now they think you're lesser than them or whatever. Screw it. Who cares? You don't need your pride protected from some dumbass who wants to fight you at the bar or the park or or uh, Disneyland. <laughs> it just doesn't need to happen. Um, and you should always be, again, situational awareness, making sure you're aware of what's going on. Is the guy just distracting you because he's got friends coming around behind you? Like, keep your head on a swivel. Uh, don't be looking like a, a victim. You know, if you look weak, if you look like you're not paying attention, if you're looking at your phone, you're digging your digging your hands in your purse or your bag for keys or something, and you're not looking around. Um, you're you're at your car at the gas pump, not paying attention to people around you. That can be a problem too. You need to, you need to keep your head up. You need to be looking around. Um, other than uh, you know, agreeing to amplify the deflection stuff, the avoidance. You know, sometimes the fight's just going to happen. They want to. They want to get involved. They want to get their hands on you, and they're and they're going to get in your face. Well, you need to be prepared, and that doesn't mean that I'm going to be spending hours and hours and hours in the gym boxing because I want to box somebody up on the street. It's it's very, um, you know, likely that you hit somebody and you break your hand, 
in a street fight. If you're not wrapped, if you don't have wraps in your hands, if you're not taking care of that stuff, if you haven't been hitting heavy bags and, and mitts for years and years and years and you haven't developed the bone density and the soft tissue density that is needed to have strong hands, you're probably going to break your hand. You're probably going to get hurt. If you watch the bare knuckle fights, if you see these guys or any of their social media posts and stuff after their fights, like these guys still have thumbs and wrists taped up massively. Like their knuckles are exposed, but, but their still hand is supported with tape uh, to prevent wrist injury. You look at their hands after the fights, they're still messed up. And their I mean, hands are probably messed up for a couple of weeks after trying to heal up, if, even if they don't break them. You're gonna have soft tissue danger, damage, swelling. And I don't know about you, but I don't think that if I'm in a self-defense situation and I hit somebody and my hand's broken, like I don't feel like I'm gonna be too capable of protecting myself and keep myself safe in that in that instant then. So a lot of times the striking and the kicking, the punching is not really much of an option. You know, we already talked about hitting somebody, knocking them out, and they fall and hit their head, and they're and they're dead now. You have that issue. You also have issues of uh, your hand breaking. I think it's far superior to develop a strong clinch game. You know, closing the distance uh, when they're trying to hit you and and uh, and clinching them up. So one of the things that I, I tell people uh, to do when I'm teaching them is, you know, you need proper hand position, whether you're on the ground uh, in, a, in a ground fight where you're grappling with somebody or you're doing sport jujitsu or nogi grappling, you need proper hand position. If, if my hands are down and they get side control or whatever and we're chest to chest, they have a lot of control and I'm going to have to work hard to create the space to get my hands back inside. So you need your hands up when, when you're going to be in one of these confrontations. I like to say you have a little personal space bubble around you and you need to keep that person outside of that space bubble. That little bubble goes bigger and smaller depending on where you're at and what the situation is. You know, if you're at a concert or at a bar and everybody's close, like people are going to be closer. But if you're walking down the street or you're, you're uh, you know, gassing your car up, like there's a, there's a different bubble. Like there's no reason for some people to come inside of that bubble in certain situations. You need to be aware of this. And when people start to put pressure on the outside of your bubble, hands need to start coming up. When your hands come up, it's not a good idea to come up and be aggressive because they're going to match your energy, like I talked about before. So instead of coming out like, you know, like Diaz and Diaz up here where the guys are going to see that and, 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 and get, uh, you know, agitated and ready to fight, it's better to show your palms. I can do this and be like, what's up? I can talk to somebody like this. This is non-threatening. I'm showing that I don't have a weapon. This is this is a good body language thing of showing a little bit of openness, but I'm I'm prepared. Like my hands, there's no there's not much difference from my guard to my hands open here. Okay. Uh if you want to do like Mr. Burns and talk to somebody like this, this isn't so bad. A lot of politicians, whatever, do that stuff, but hands up. I think this is one of the best things you can do. Okay. Palms out, hands up. I'm talking to them. I try to diffuse the situation, the green amplify, compliment their shoes, say, you looking at my girl? And I'm like, oh, that's your girlfriend? Great job, man. You did a good job. You must, you must be a fucking stud. You probably got a huge dick. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> deflect, deflect, deflect. You don't need to get into a street fight. But once you're in this position, your hands are more ready to defend yourself. If they want to come in and punch and grab you, whatever, more 
prepared with my hands up. And I'm not threatening because I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, okay, it's fight time. Your hands come up. Most people who are already agitated are going to go be ready to pull the trigger to fight because, oh, oh, you're ready? Okay, I'm ready too. So don't do that. You also don't want to like let them come to that, that edge of that space, that, that personal space bubble with your hands down. It's going to take you a lot longer to get your hands up or even to counter or do whatever. Don't have your hands down. I have like some uh, videos that I have on, on Twitter that I found. Some of them I posted <clears throat> where I always kind of want to show, um, show these guys and what they're doing in the fight to see if you guys can see if, uh, well, to show you guys where, uh, there's good technique, bad technique, and what's going on. So the first one will actually do a pro fight. This is from this is from last night. Okay, and this is an idea that I teach my guys about uh, space management. Okay, space management. I need to control the space in between my hips and my opponent's hips, and I need to be aware of the space between my hips and the world around me. I need to understand this. I need to control this. Um, there we go. So this is from last night, this fight last night. Let's so make this bigger. All right, okay. We don't need the sound. I can go slow-mo here with this also for you guys. Okay. Um, maybe we'll boom this up a little bit. Can we go big? Okay. That's probably going to look better. Yeah, that looks good. All right, so this is the fight. This is Baez and DePaula. Uh, DePaula on the bottom here. Um, not doing too bad a job. You know, she's opening the guard. She's realizing she's got to get away, creating some distance, pushing the head away. Knee shield comes in. Okay. Uh, kicks the body here a little bit, pushing her away. Good top control, but Baez also. But you see her kick her away finally. And then right here, she starts sitting up. She starts gaining elevation. Okay. So she's starting to, um, she's starting to come up. They're both, you know, they're one's down, one's up, and they're like this. And she starts to gain a little bit of elevation, but she's still really close. She needs to separate further. She needed to scoot away further before she came up, okay? Or she needed to come from the sitting position and attack into the legs. She didn't though. She did a stand and base, which is a basic, uh, a basic technique, which is really good. I teach it. A lot of people use it. It's the best way to get back to your feet quickly. Uh, it also allows you to be able to retreat back into a guard position. She should have noticed that she was too close and retreated back into a guard position from here, or she should have scooted away further before she came up, but she didn't. She, she started coming up and gaining elevation before she had uh created the space and she is perfect distance for a head kick boop she got punted i'll show it real time here i need to pop i need the sound i'll rewind that again let you guys see this again hey right. boom kicks her away a little bit starts coming up way too soon she needed to scoot away she's rocked she didn't get finished 100% uh, off the kick, but she was she was done. She was she was on the alphabet street, 
And um, once again, you need to create distance before you create elevation. You need separation before elevation. She did not handle that here. And if you're on the street, you're getting punted with a boot. You're losing some teeth right here. You're going to lose some teeth. Uh, you don't want to be on the ground, but you don't want to be in this half up, half down position where this person can strike at you. New bueno. Pop right in a kisser. Right in the kisser. Uh, yeah. So you can see there, it's a great example of why we don't want to stand up too soon. If we're, we're standing up and we're standing up into the pocket where we can get hit, you're getting punted. And she got punted. All right. Let's uh, go to another one. I posted this other fight video. Not really a fight video. It's just poor, poor kid uh, getting involved in something he should have. So first things first, uh, we'll talk about situational awareness with this, okay? This is at an event. This was like some protest. Uh, I don't know the full backstory, but the, the, the kid in the blue, uh, kid in the blue here, uh, it is a it is a male. It's, he's really skinny and uh, long hair, so a lot of people thought it was a female, but it is a male, and this is, uh, they're Antifa people, I believe, or they're friends of the Antifa people. Uh, and this guy in the white shirt, um, was not, I don't know, counter protest or whatever. But okay, so situational awareness. First off, you're you're going to these protests where there have been a lot of fights. There have been a lot of, you know, roughhousing going in there. So like, if you're 110 pounds and you have never fought or trained a day in your life, why are you there? Why are you there? Or at least why are you getting involved? Why are you close to the scrum or whatever's going on? I don't know how this started. I've just got this little clip, but this guy. Uh, he actually agitates. He, the kid in the blue swings first. He attacks. Uh, and we see some great Chuck Liddell-esque uh, walking backwards and, and throwing punches from, from the guy in the white. Let's, let's go. Boop, boom. Okay. So the guy in the white has had some type of training. Okay. You can see as uh, the guy in the blue throws what we like to call the universal punch because everybody knows how to throw it. Overhand punch. Uh as, as he does that, you guy, the guy in the mask here, the guy in the white shirt, he puts up his guard because he, he knows something's coming. It almost looks like he has something in his hand, like uh, he's whipping some chain or something, but I could be mistaken. Uh, but he puts his guard up as he's he's fading back, right? He fades back, plants his feet, right? He's got his elbow up to block, foot gets planted, and then now he's ready to counter, and then comes the right-handed boop. Right, pretty fairly straight punch. It's not not too bad. And then he drops like a a wet rag on the floor. Um, watch that again. Fast forward, Bob. So again, situational awareness. This guy in the white shirt, he's got something on his hand. His hands either got a napkin or not a napkin, but like a, a bandana, a wrap, a glove. He's got something on his hand. He came looking to fight. He was ready to hit somebody. It was this wasn't like uh, something just popped up. Something just happened. This guy, this guy came to that encounter with the intention of hitting somebody. He was ready. So this is very poor, poor situational awareness.
by this guy here in the blue. Absolutely terrible situational awareness. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. This guy's a hundred pounds bigger than me. Okay, he he's got his hand wrapped up like a weapon. He it, it, and I'm guessing that he might have hit somebody or gotten involved in some kind of fight before this even happened. So don't be a dumbass. Play 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 stupid games, win stupid prizes. Okay, he 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 won a, a bloody nose and a bloody lip. You know, you got to pay attention to who's around. If you, if you come to like a demonstration and and people have their hands wrapped, <laughs> right? They got mouthpieces in. Maybe it's not the it's not the protester. It's not the situation you need to be in. Maybe that's really not not what you should be doing, especially if you don't know how to defend yourself. If you don't know how to throw a punch, and then he's the agitator. He's moving forward, throwing punches at this guy who clearly came to hit somebody that day. Terrible situational awareness. <laughs> okay. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Um, okay. Let's uh, see some. I'm going to scroll through the chat here real quick. See if you guys have anything going on. Yeah, I've been to Thailand. I've been to Thailand, Adam. Uh, AJ looked good. Yeah, he did look good. I don't know about that finish though. Like it, it was a it was a championship fight. A million dollars on the line. He's choking him. Let him hit the ground. Let him fall. Let like. Oh, his hand went down. Like it, I know the the angle that the ref was standing. He saw one hand drop. The left hand didn't drop. The left hand was still, you know, in a good position. I don't. I don't think he necessarily was out. I'm not saying he would have gotten out and wouldn't have gone out, but they should have let him go. They should have let the fight go. Let it go. Knees and elbows in close quarters. Yes, Tyler Durden is stupid. That's a very good point. Knees and elbows are are very good. I, I even say like open hand, open hand. Like this is a, this is hard. You're much less likely to break your hand. Your wrist is less likely to break. You can do more with that. You can hit hard with that. Boss Rudin knocked guys out when he fought Pancrase when it was open hand. Um, you can do some damage with your open hand, uh, but. Knees, you take practice because there's a lot of moving parts in a knee. You throw a knee, you could fall down. You throw a knee wrong, you can catch it, and now you're taken down, and you're on your back on the cement. He may have friends around. That's another part of situational awareness. You don't know if it's a one-on-one -on -one fight. You don't know if somebody's going to rush in. We'll see some other videos where that, that actually happens. Uh, but clinch work. Yes, Adam, clinch work is what's really important, I think, in my opinion, for self-defense on the street because I can clinch somebody up. I can prevent them from hitting me and I can keep eyes on what's going on around me when I'm doing that. I, I can't, I don't have to look at a guy to clinch him. When you, when you learn where the, the arms and head are and how the body moves, when you learn how to pummel, you don't necessarily need to see everything of him because you feel him. So I can pummel with somebody, look around and see what else is going on while I'm doing that. 
on top of that, if I've trained clinch work and pummeling, that other guy probably hasn't, they're going to get tired. People get tired fast when you, when you grapple with them and, and pummeling and, and uh, clinch work on your feet is a great way to get people tired, stay in control and get them tired. Yeah, that's a good point too, JC. Uh, he's saying, I was just going to say, try to dodge a few punches. Street fights can get winded in literal seconds. You're right. People are, people are mostly are not in good shape. Yeah. Josh, I mean, Joe Schilling knows how to fight, but also he might've put himself in a lot of danger. He's getting sued, you know, uh, depending on who the judge is and who the jury may be or whatever's going on. Like it could not go that well for him because he, he obviously put himself in a position to get confrontational with that guy. He had somebody videotape it. The guy, you know, balked at him. So he can make the argument. Like oh, I thought he was going to hit me. So I defended myself. But at the same time, if you got a judge who's anti-violence and anti-fighting and just kind of woke, he could be like, well, you're trained and you should have known not to apply that kind of pressure. You could have you could avoid the situation altogether. You know, it, it really depends. He could also get a woke judge who's like, yeah, good. You beat up a racist who said racist things. See, but I don't want to I don't want to roll that dice. I don't want to roll my freedom away or, or the money that I earned and my children's future away on that. He could have just as easily, you know, slapped the shit out of him, embarrassed him, and then the lawsuit is not going to be as bad. Uh, right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He, I didn't know. Did he break his, his orbital? I had, I had a cracked orbital, uh, in the first round of the GSP fight too. Like I was seeing double the whole fight. I don't know if this kid did learn a lesson though. You're saying the kid in blue learned a tough lesson. He, he made some other posts about not, not whatever, not, uh, not regretting what he did because he was sticking up for his comrades or some bullshit. So I don't know if he, he learned any lesson. <laughs> well, your dad doesn't have to whip your rear end to teach you stuff, but roughhousing is important. Like uh, I've read, there's a couple of studies. You guys look up, look, look it up. Google, uh, you know, like the importance of roughhousing with your children. There's some really important studies that you need to see. If you're planning on having kids or you have kids, you need to like throw your kids around, throw them up in the air, let them feel that stuff. They learn a lot of boundaries. They learn a lot about, um, you know, what's okay, what's not okay. They bite you, they poke you in the eye, they, they do something that you're not supposed to, you correct them, they start to learn some boundaries that way. But they also develop a lot of trust with you because you're throwing them up in the air and they trust you to catch them and you do. It's, it's really, uh, really good growth stuff to do for the kids. Oh, this is a good point too. So another situational awareness point here. Uh, protests are even more dangerous since everybody is allowed to wear a mask. Now they know they can get away with stuff easily. Yeah. When guys are wearing, when everybody wears, um, everybody's wearing a mask and everybody's wearing black and they all look exactly the same. Yeah. It's a lot harder because you're going to have a harder time pressing charges or finding the people who, who did what they did.
a fist filler. You mean like, is he holding like a roll of quarters or something? He's asking, did he have a fist filler? That's possible, you know, and that's, that's an old, that's an old trick too. You get a roll of quarters, roll of dimes or whatever, put them in your hand, help you punch harder. So you gotta be, gotta be careful, man. Situational awareness. Uh, yeah, I know. I know Jake, we trained a lot together and I fought him once. <laughs> so yeah, I know him. Yeah. It looked like he was, that guy looked like he was swinging something, but let's, uh, we're going to, we're going to share some more. I found this one Twitter page. I'm kind of, you guys are going to, he hasn't tweeted anything in a while, but I found a Twitter page that has a bunch of fights, street fights on it. So we're going to just kind of look at them and see uh, what's going on with some of these fights. Um, let's see which ones are good to, good to watch. Okay, this one will probably be good. I mean, we, we don't need sound when we look at these. Okay. So uh, we have here, you know, confrontation happening. They're, they're talking. This is one of those things that you're talking I'm talking about with personal space bubble, right? There's a bunch of people around. There's obviously tension. I don't know what the story is, what happened, why they're here. But you can see, like, the, the body language is aggregated. Fists are already a little bit clenched. This looks like something's going down. And that's, you know, everybody's around because they're waiting for something to go down. And this is a situation where, you know, the girl in the white, you see her hand off the stuff to her friend. So she knows something could happen. That's a, a small level of good situational awareness. But like her hands are down by her side. Right? Your hands are down by your side. You ha you're not going to get to what you need to get to fast enough to do something and protect yourself. Right, fighting, fighting. And boom, she looked away. You see that? Right. The girl in the red kind of looks over, says something. The other girl looks away. And as she looks to the other people, it's pop, it's on. Hands not up. She wasn't ready. Like, she's not trying to get engaged in this fight. Like, she's doing an okay thing here, backing up, going away. She should go inside. Just go inside. She already got hit. There's people recording. Call the cops. She fled. Good. That's not bad. It's not bad situational awareness. Like, She's got to know, like that person probably had other people with her, or she knew she was going to get her ass kicked because she's not, um, she's not capable of beating her in a fight. So she 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 took off. Good. That's that's a good uh, good tactic. You know, you don't need to be in a fight. Who cares? It's not going to win you a trophy. You're not going to win a trophy in a street fight. You're not going to. Um, get your hand raised. Joe Rogan's not going to come uh, interview you, right? You're, you're probably going to get hurt or somebody is going to, uh, you know, mess you up or, or even if you do really well and you hurt them, now you have to deal with police. You have to deal with law. You have to deal with people suing you. Or somebody, somebody maybe beat the crap out of them and they get mad and they go to their car and they get a gun. Now they're shooting up your house. 
it's really not worth it. Your pride is not worth it. All right. So there's another one. This looks like a couple teammates having a disagreement. And this is where my fights came in high school and stuff where it was like with teammates, but we didn't like really throw punches. It was more like angry wrestling. Uh, but yeah, you see two guys squaring off again, you know, hands low. They're not really ready, but 35 absolutely has zero fighting ability. That was, that was terrible. That was a terror. He did like this hit the guy, but there was nothing on it. Uh, the guy in the white or with no shirt on, he's lucky that this number 35 guy is terrible at throwing punches. He doesn't know how to plant his feet. He doesn't know how to, how to generate any power whatsoever. But he has his hands down. If this guy knew at all how to sit down on a punch, the dude with no shirt would be in trouble. He'd have a bad day. But this guy is terrible. He did like a slap jump punch. But he knows like after that first punch, he has nothing. And he can't punch, so he builds confidence. So now he's coming after him. Hits him with a good hook. This guy has a little bit of knowledge of fighting. Like he was, he was planted based with with his strikes. They weren't super good, but like he had way more knowledge and ability than the other guy. Smartly, the other guy looks like he stopped and let it let it be, let it alone. I don't know. The fight could have kept going on afterwards, but why take the chance in a street fight? Usually the guy who's bigger, stronger, faster and lands first is the guy who wins. Okay. Not always, but a lot of times that's just what's going to happen. That's just how it is. And if you're not, you know, training, like, I don't know, man, don't, don't even, don't even let it happen. There's no reason to get punched, clinch them up, defeat them in a clinch or avoid the whole situation altogether. Make them get tired hand fighting with them. Somebody was arguing with me on Twitter about um, judo, like judo throwing people. And it's, it, I, I, my opinion is it's really stupid to judo throw people because you – in judo, like, you just need to get the opponent. You just need to throw to get the points. Same thing with, like, Greco. There's not a ton of control. After after the fact, you don't have to control them. I can arm throw you and, and, and you roll through and I, I get the points for throwing, throwing you. But I don't need to control it. I don't have to pin you. I don't have to hold on like in folk style or, or MMA or whatever. So like you could roll through and you're back up. Or I could throw you and then now you're on my back because I threw you. And judo, oh, yeah, I would have won the opponent. I would have won the match. But now now we're on the ground on the cement and you have my back. And your friends just start stomping my head. Um, or you hit a beautiful throw and you slam him on the ground and he hits his head and he's dead. Right, you judo throw him to death. Now you're going to prison. Is was it worth it? So I, uh, yeah, I disagree on the, the judo. There's a lot of foot sweeps, but you got to practice a lot to be good at foot sweeps. I think it takes less practice to get good at pummeling and clinching people. So let's look at this next one, and this is a good situational awareness type thing that you need to pay attention to because. They're starting. They're in. They're in the middle of the fight, right? So we didn't see how it started. We didn't see who instigated what's going on. But they're they're fighting here, and then the girl in the pink gets a dominant position. She ends up getting on top and being able to do some damage. Friends come jumping in. Okay, so it's it's an excellent, excellent example of like you need to be aware of 
the surroundings, who's around, who's, who could possibly get involved in the fight. It looks like the girl on the pink is, you know, had a few street fights. <laughs> She's playing with her hands, though. See, this squaring off, this type of stuff, like a lot of times the first person who lands is the one who's going to is going to win. But like, luckily, they both are just throwing slapping punches. There's no power behind them at all. Watching again, boom, the linebacker comes out of nowhere, <laughs> throws in a shoulder. That could have been the end of the fight, but her friend came in and saved it. So you got to be careful engaging in a ground fight. You know, she's so involved in hitting, she didn't see the other girl coming. Yeah, again, squaring up. No real power. At least they're having their hands up. But again, the first person who lands a good hard punch, a lot of times the one who wins. Uh, I don't like those odds. I'd rather have a much uh, higher probability of coming out unscathed, unhurt than that. What else we got? What else we got? Here's another example of... Uh, People, uh, situational awareness, all right? We talk about personal space bubbles. A little confrontation between a couple young ladies uh, getting each other's face. I don't know what they're fighting about. I don't know what the details of any of this is. But you can tell that uh, by language, they're tense. Okay. Oh, is she getting ready to throw? Boom. Okay. You don't let anybody if somebody is being aggressive and their energy is hostile like there's no reason for you to be this close okay on top of this it looks like they're in a bathroom and the girl in the red looks cornered that's not a good that's not a good situation uh when i had our my guest on um dr sean smith psychologist he talked about when women are involved in domestic violence situations they're usually cornering the person that they're going to uh, be violent with. And they usually use a weapon. So like, I'm guessing that the, the girl in the blue cornered this other girl. This is a huge guess, but you know, she had her back to nothing. She couldn't get away. There's a girl recording this. So I'm guessing I, I would have to guess that the girl in the blue had the girl with their recording. Um, so I don't know. She maybe felt trapped. That's why she swung first. That may have been a smart move, but she didn't swing very well. Okay. But boom, then it's just on, head down, grabbing the hair. Now we're in a clinch, right? They're grabbing hair. You have a clinch going on here. Well, I guess the other girl was towards the, maybe that is the door out, exit out. I don't know. No, because that doesn't look like there's a door on the other side here. But yeah, there's another example. A couple punches thrown, and then they're in a clinch. Put the girl on the ground. She has a much uh, better advantage because she has elevation over the girl on the ground. It's a good example of the clinch being a better, more dominant position in a uh, self-defense type scenario.
Alrighty. This is this is when I shared this video. Um, but this is another situational awareness thing you need to pay attention to. Okay. They're on a bus. Something happened on the bus. Words were expressed. You know, people are not happy. But you have two girls, you know, sitting down. Right? You can clearly see. I'll, I'll back it up a little bit. Okay. I mean, the, this girl is not <laughs> being friendly. The look in her face, the body posturing, her hands are up. These girls needed to be, you know, like they have a, a dominant position by being up higher. They needed to have stood up or they needed to have been prepared. They have bags in front of them, put something in front of them. You've got to know that, that this is not a, a good situation just to be sitting there, you know, nonchalant, lollygagging. Oh, nothing's going to happen to me because she uh, she raises up and starts swinging on her way out. And now we're in a fight. And a little bit of clinch work would have gone a long way right here. Right. Sitting, sitting down and waiting for nothing to happen. Put them in a bad position for something to happen. They, they should have, you know, used that higher elevation to their advantage. It didn't have to go this way exactly. It didn't really do that bad in the exchange. I think they 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 and I think that's because they did have they did have elevation. They had a higher higher position. The person who has higher elevation a lot of times wins in war and in and in fights. But you know, once again, situational awareness would have made a huge difference in that little exchange right there. You know, uh, I don't know if it was possible for them to, you know, agree and amplify, diffuse the situation. I don't know, but I feel like if they would have been standing up, um, it might've helped them out a little bit more. You gotta feel the energy. You gotta feel whether or not they are, uh, you know, gonna go aggro on you. I know this one is uh can't see nothing with that one. Let's see another all righty. So here's another one. We'll see here. I don't know what the situation is, I don't know what's going on again but you'll see the fight quickly turns into uh, a little bit of a, a grappling match they're, they're 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 clinching here they're pummeling they're grabbing shirts sweatshirts throwing each other around bigger girl wins because they don't they don't know positioning they don't know how to hand fight so a lot of times the bigger person is going to win if two people don't know what they're doing the bigger person wins a lot of times because they're throwing around these girls too man they grab hair and sweatshirts and wing each other around not very very many punches this would be a good situation to be able to control underhooks throw knees yeah you need you need some good uh good back muscles to keep your head up <laughs> in that situation too but again we're seeing another another clinch another clinch spot. And if they would have, you know, one of these people would have had more clinch experience or clinch game, they would have had a much easier time 
that fight. This one's sideways. I don't want to watch the sideways one. Okay. Let's see here. Got another fight. They're all like chicks fighting too. <laughs> but same rules apply. Same rules apply. So let's watch just one more fight here. All right. Looks like this girl's trying to get in the car to either pull somebody out or, okay, she's, I don't know if she's trying to get away or she's trying to pull somebody out. She's trying to get away, I think. But holding the hair and throwing uppercuts. Man, this is some good. She's got a little bit of clinch, clinch experience <laughs> holding that head down to punch. There girl's got her bra and her shirt trying to punch her. Again, clinch work. A little bit of clinch work goes a long way. She got some horsepower. With them legs. Ooh. Got her pinned up against the, the car. You're right. You need to learn a little bit of wall work. You guys need to learn how to pin guys against stuff, how to get away from structures. For real. All right, all right, all right, all right. I think I've made my point. Okay. Is it always chicks fighting? Okay, okay. Yeah, so okay. So situational awareness again. Situational awareness, you guys. You need to know what's going on, what's going on around you. You need to um, learn some clinch stuff. Learn some clinch. I, I'm not even saying takedown wrestling stuff. You need to learn how to hand fight clinch stuff. Uh, Muay Thai, they've got great clinch work to uh, sweeps and stuff to the ground where you don't follow them. You know, you just trip them to go down wrestling, pummeling. But you want to try to prevent being stuck on the ground, especially if there's a bunch of people around. You do not have any guarantee that it's a one on one fight. I love jujitsu. I love what the Gracies did. With jujitsu, but even back in the day when they're doing the barn, the, the gym storming stuff, where they're going and challenging stuff, they were doing one-on-one -on -one competitions. It was still sport-based. It was still, hey, my guy is going to beat your guy, and everybody sat around and let that one fight happen. You're you're not guaranteed that, and and we've seen that. We've seen, um, just today, you know, people come running out of nowhere. They see their friend getting beat up, so they jump in. So, Hanzo Gracie, um quote you know a real friend doesn't see you in a fight and, and break it up he comes in with a flying kick <laughs> okay i don't know who that is uh all right all right any in, any important questions? <laughs> There's no such thing as hate speech. Brennan's being a pussy. <laughs> There's no such. Your words hurt my feelings. Go piss off. <laughs> 
get out of here. Um, Lee, what's up, Lee? Big brother beat me up. I beat up my little brother, and he collaborated with our oldest brother versus me. Then when he grew up, he was bigger than me too, and beat me up. <laughs> it's terrible. I my brother used to like throw his shoes at me. He was four years older than me, so there wasn't much challenge. And then when I started wrestling, by the time I was big enough, like you know, he wasn't trying to mess with me, and we never, we never really fought. I remember he threw a shoe at me a couple times. And he stood on me once. <laughs> that was enough. But I would get him. I would get him. I would. Uh, he had a hot tub, and I would turn the the hot tub temperature up. So like, you know, it wouldn't be that hot when he went to bed. But like two, three hours later, like he'd wake up just sweating, just in a pool of sweat. Psychological warfare, guys. That's situational awareness right there, and it could beat him head on. Had to do grill warfare. Matt, if you're a girl, you shouldn't have social pressure to throw down with other chicks. Just walk or run away. It's different when a guy, though I get it. Uh, you think that, but it's not. Uh, it, it used to matter maybe when we had small tribal society. Um, you know, you had to stick up for your honor because like, that was your group. You had 50 to 150, maybe 200 people in your whole life that you ever met. So, yeah, you kind of had to stick up for yourself because there was a social pecker, pecking order, pecker order, there's a social pecking order uh, hierarchy within your group, within your in-group. Well, those in-groups now aren't aren't 150 people. They're, they're millions. You have millions of people to compete with. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to worry about it because most of those people, most of those encounters are people that you're never going to see again. It's a little different, but, yeah, if it's in your school or if it's whatever – there is a little bit more pressure, but there's still no real good reason to do it. And if you're talking about, you know, wanting to fight or whatever, then you're, you're, you need to train. You need to be, you need to be capable of fighting. When people think you know how to fight and they know you train, they usually don't mess with you. It's usually the kids that, that are uh, fat, out of shape, meek, and, um, are, are, are easy to push around. Those are the ones that get bullied and picked on and people try to fight. Um, occasionally you'll get, you know, people fighting over girls and stuff, but even then like train, be in shape, know how to fight, get some, get some, uh, grappling experience. Fighting on concrete is natural selection. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good way to get messed up pretty bad. 
Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of censorship. I've, a lot of things get taken down, but that's why uh, you need to join Rockfin. Go to Rockfin, get uh, put up on Rockfin, get an account on Rockfin. Even if you don't subscribe, there's a lot of free content. That's great, but people can say what they want and do what they want on that. The minimum, okay, that's a good question. What's the minimum required BJJ for pro MMA? Like, there's some people that have hardly any. The the uh, the Black Beast, right? What do you think his his jujitsu level is? You think he's even a blue belt? He's fighting for an interim title. You think he's a blue belt? You think? Probably not. Really, probably not at all. So, I mean, I think it depends on the weight class. And now, MMA as a sport isn't really about being that well-rounded it's about being athletic and exciting so the guys who are more likely going to stand and do wrestling defense are the guys who are going to get pushed more because you know they, they sell more tickets they also get knocked out more often and their careers are shorter a lot of times so it saves the promoter money uh having those guys with shorter careers because the longer your career is the more likelihood that you're going to earn big money and they don't want to pay anybody out so they they get you to want to just be entertainment and then you throw hands, you get knocked out a few times, you win one, lose one, win one, lose one. They push you out, your career is over and you never really broke that threshold where you make more than a hundred thousand dollars a fight. Um, this is a good point. More girls fight than dudes. Yeah, there's studies that show that like guys, guys, when guys fight, it's usually the beginning of a friendship. They had a disagreement, whatever. They fight and then they end up uh, having respect for each other and they become friends afterwards. When girls fight, it's like it's the end. They were usually it's because they were once friend or they were once, uh, you know, um, acquaintances or something. And then something happens where now it's a fight and then they're just done. They're done forever. They're never going to be friends again. Mortal enemies. Very different psychology between men and women, that's for sure. Oh, that's a good point. Nobody uh, fucks with the crazy guy either until it's too late nobody ever fights the crazy guy again so <laughs> i'm going to show this this is it's funny uh you guys will enjoy this i think as far as um a very good way to um get out of a fight right this is a great way to do it <laughs> i show this because it's funny oh man It's not a turn this off. Okay, here I'll just show it like this. Here you go. This is funny. This is a great way to uh avoid a fight. Okay? Yeah, it's act crazy. So this here, the guy uh pulls his pants down and chases him with his butt. <laughs> that that is a surefire way to get most people to to leave you alone and not want to fight you. <laughs> just just show your ass. That'll work. 
Uh, yeah, you have, you know, Thompson and uh, AKA there, there's uh, both good gyms. Um, really figure out what instructors you like. Okay. You will want to go to a few different places. They usually will have like a free class or a free week you can try. That's my suggestion. You know, I'm always going to say, yeah, AKA is great. Come to AKA. There's great people there. You can you learn from uh, Tomas uh, teaches at AKA a lot and he does privates and stuff. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. I don't have what it is though, but he does teaches a lot of kids stuff on the YouTube channel because he's got a couple of boys. He's a good teacher. Yeah, they have a good amateur Muay Thai team, aka. And most, but yeah, you need to go and find, you know, which atmosphere you like, what price point you like, which instructors you like. Uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of good kickboxing schools around in uh, Bay Area. I do private lessons and small groups. So if you're ever looking for something that's more self defense and uh you know mma also i teach a lot of mma <laughs> they got your instagram i don't know because you made a dick joke about dick jokes a meme about dick jokes it's so stupid man they're trying to crack down on memes now they're t terrible yeah francis yeah francis and the guy is probably a white belt um herschel walker was a white belt when he fought he fought a couple times like he was a white belt yeah 280 pound white belt yeah all right guys all right man this is our hour i wanted to give you a little little education on on fighting like real fighting self-defense fighting combat fighting situational awareness is important i've been working with a, a police officer and the stuff I, I i teach him is different than the stuff i teach the guys who come in and want to learn self-defense for themselves because that police officer when he engages with somebody he's he's trying to make an arrest he's trying to put someone down and and deal with them um whereas you, your average person is trying to get away. You got to get away. You're, you're not, you don't need to take him down and restrain him. You're not going to put cuffs on him. You're not going to knock him out or choke him out or arm bar him and then have big John McCarthy raise your hand up and Joe Rogan interview you. That's not what's going to happen. Okay. If you mess somebody up in a street fight, you could get sued. You could go to jail. Depending on where you live, what city you live in, what jury you get, what, what uh, judge you get, you have to take these things into consideration. It's really not that important okay nobody's gonna nobody's gonna lift you up on their shoulders you're a hero because you knocked out a drunk at a bar it's not gonna happen and a lot of times you could end up getting hurt you could get up really hurt you know uh somebody is somebody i should have kept it but somebody sent me a, a video on instagram I, I i pleaded the message because it was horrible to watch but it was a guy there they're probably in russia or something but they were this guy was with his girl, had his arm around his girl, and then there's some, I think he's probably drunk. He was like kind of outside of like a beer tent or whatever, and I think he was being loud and rude and whatever. The guy with his arm around his girl took his arm off his girl, walked over to the guy to like talk and reason to him, and he's like putting his hand on his back and like talking to the guy. The guy just starts wailing on him, knocks him out, stomped on his head like 15, 20 times. I literally thought, 
I had to look away. I thought he was going to cave his head in. I thought his head was going to open up like a fucking stomping, stomping a pumpkin because he was just uh, uh, people try to push him away. He pushed them back and kept stomping on the guy. It's like, did you know, he, he put himself in that situation by trying to like be a hero. He should have just left. Call the cops. Let, let a professional deal with it. Like, you don't know what you're getting into. You know, if he's not physically hurting somebody at the moment, you know, that's kind of borderline. Do I do something? Do I not? Because if you don't know how to do anything, what are you going to do other than maybe get hurt yourself? Like, you're going to have to uh, let the professionals do it. Or get yourself to the gym and train, okay? You guys have a responsibility to be competent in violence because someday it may come for you. You don't you don't get to choose whether or not you're going to be attacked. You don't get you don't get to choose that. Most fights are usually drunk kids trying to prove something. So a little bit of knowledge goes a long way with one of those guys. A little bit of um, a little bit of hand fight, hand fighting, a little clinching. You know, go to my Gumroad. Follow follow the link in the description. I've got a bunch of stuff on Gumroad. There's a hand fighting course on there. That that alone will get you um, in a good position with a lot of people because you're going to be able to uh, tie them up, pummel with them, get in dominant positions, snap their head down, and they're going to get tired. Most people do not have the ability to go like two and a half minutes, five minutes of grappling, not even that long, like a minute. If, if your average person were to have to pummel and hand fight with you for a minute, they'd probably bend over and throw up. People are just not in that good of shape. So learn something, guys. Barbarians are at the gates. Be a barbarian. I'm going to start a political party called the Barbarian Party. Just going to take what we want. Oh, man. All right, guys. What are we doing today? Let's sing. Oh. Let's sing something calm and relaxing. Something chill. Right? I'll see you guys later. There's a steel train coming through. I would take it if I can. And I would not lie to you because Sunday morning soon will come and Things will be much easier to say upon the microphone like a boss DJ. I won't walk upon the sea like it was dry land. Boss DJ ain't nothing but a man. No trouble, no fuss. I know why. It's so nice. Wanna hear the same song twice. It's so nice Wanna hear the same song twice Rumors flying over town But it's stones and sticks It's on the microphone is where I get my fix Let the loving take hold of you Cause it will if you let it I'm funkin' out a junkie But I know where to get it No trouble, no fire I know why it's so nice 
Wanna hear the same song twice? It's so nice. Wanna hear the same song twice? Mr. DJ, don't stop the music. I wanna know, are you feeling the same way too? Wanna rock you, girl, ooh, girl, ooh, girl, ooh, girl. And there really ain't no time to waste. Really ain't no time to hate. Ain't got no time to waste, time to hate. Really ain't no time to make the time go away. Hey, hey, because it's so nice. Wanna hear the same song twice. It's so nice. Wanna hear the same song twice. Ooh, weak girl. Ooh, weak girl. Ooh, weak girl. Ooh, weak girl. Nowadays, the songs on the radio all drive me crazy. Don't stop, don't stop. Don't stop, don't stop. Don't stop, don't stop. Don't stop, don't stop, because it's so nice. Yeah. All right, dudes. Give us a follow on Twitter, John Fitch, dotnet. Check out the Gumroad. Follow the links. You need uh, private training, consultations, small groups, seminars. Slide into the DMs. They're open. I'll check you all later.